Hey friends, hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets that are important to you. If you celebrated, I hope your holiday went well. This will be the last episode of People Are the Enemy of 2022. And I thought, what better way to roll into 2023 than with a little karaoke? It's been a while since I've embarrassed myself by making up words on the spot to some well-known song, and I found myself listening to a lot of ACDC this past week. So here's a, a podcaster's take on It's a Long Way to the Top if you want to rock and roll. Now, uh, I'm going to see if I can get all the aspects of my usual spiel into this, as this will serve as the uh, the opening monologue for this episode before I play the theme song, all right? So let's, let's give this a try. Now, bear with me. I'll try to make it funny, okay? All right. Uh, me, 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 me. Uh, sitting in a man cave. Talking to a mic. Uh, I got all the things I need right here. I'm gonna try to sound as good as you like. Getting robbed, getting stoned, getting beat up, broken boned. These are my words. They belong to the original song. I'll tell you folks, this isn't easy as it looks. It's a long way to the top if you want a podcast host. That's right. It's a long way to the top if you want a podcast host. Now, if you think it's easy doing one show a week, try doing two shows a week. It's a long way to the top if you want a podcast host. This is not going well, but uh, I am having fun. Folks, this is the People Are the Enemy podcast. I'm the host of the show. My name is Andy Mascola. There are no ads on this show, and there is uh, no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners of this fine program is if you love the show, and if you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily, and get yourself or the reader in your life some quality fiction, please consider purchasing any of my books, or all of them. I'm the author of 10 self-published novels that are all currently available worldwide in both paperback and ebook via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find all 10 of my novels on Google Play. Just search my last name, M-A-S-C-O-L-A. And that's how you'll find me on Google Play. That's right. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. Now, I'm going to finish up this song, and then I'm going to play the regular theme music. So, bear with me here. I'm going to take a deep breath and try to keep going. Here we go. Are you ready? This is the energy we're bringing into 2023, okay? Let's do this. Come on. Come on. I'm going to do some claps over my head now. Ready? Here we go. Oh, that's off, off rhythm. Let's try it again. Hotel Motel. I'm not rich enough to sleep in any of those places. I live with my wife and daughter. I'm a New Hampshire resident. I'm getting old. I'm getting gray. I'm getting ripped off. I'm underpaid. That's true. I'm getting sold. What? Secondhand. Most of the equipment is. And that's how it goes when you're in the podcast, man. It's a long way to the top if you want a podcast host. Anybody will tell you. That's most everybody. It's a long way to the top if you want a podcast host. Yeah, now, listen up here. Now, if you want to be the star of your own podcast... 
All you need is $5 and a Libsyn account. It's a long way to the top if you want a podcast host. Oh yeah, you need a microphone too. It's a long way to the top if you want a podcast host. Oh yeah, and a laptop doesn't hurt either, right? It's a long way to the top if you want a podcast host. Ask anybody who's trying it right now. It's a long way to the top if you want a podcast host. That's right. Shout out to all the podcasters out there working hard every week to bring new content. They're not taking any times off, not running any best ofs. Screw that. We're keeping it fresh, keeping it new every week just for you. That's right. This is all for all the real ones. You know who you are. And to all you phony balonies who only lasted an episode or only do one or two episodes every six months, pack it in. It's a long way to the top if you want a podcast host, folks. That's what we're doing here at People Are the Enemy. And now, without further ado, I'm going to give you the quirky theme song. Go. Listeners, this is episode 260 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Thank you for spending time with me. It's good to see you. You're looking so well. Yes! Another year. Holy moly, this show is five years old. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh. Have I ever missed a week? No. A new episode every single week for you. Maybe at least one new episode every single week. Uh, holy moly. Yeah, five years old. I can't believe it. Uh, you look, there's there's a lot. Of, are there older? Yeah, there's a lot of podcasts that have been doing it a lot longer than we have. But uh, but I'm proud of this one. We're having a good time. Uh, I'm 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 proud that we've hit the five year mark. Are all the episodes diamonds? No, but my segments, no, for sure, for sure. There's some there's some stinkers in there for sure. But uh, hell, this might be a stinker right now that we're listening to. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna try to keep it as cool as I can though, and I figured I'd start this way if only because, you know, in uh, in singing that uh, that opening song there, I I I had to do some quick production and uh, accidentally closed out a bunch of windows. But one thing I have on deck here, and I'm gonna play it through my phone. So I'm gonna put the phone in front of the the speaker here so you can hear it. Uh, this is adorable, and and uh, I didn't plan on opening the show with this. I was gonna save it, but again because. Uh, because I mistakenly shut everything down, I, I, and I don't want to forget, and I've got it uh, queued up. I'm going to play this for you. This is uh, this is Bjork, the singer Bjork, the Icelandic Shantus, uh, taking apart a television. This is uh, really cute. Uh, check it out, and I'll, I'll stop every now and again and describe. It's not much to see; it's more to hear. Obviously, you know, you'll just know, just know that she's uh, dismantling a television set. And I'll I'll and uh, I'll try to uh, fill you in on the gaps here. Okay, ready? Here we go. Go ahead. Hello, it is Christmas time, and I'm sitting here by my TV. I've switched the t- TV off, and now I want to see how it operates. Okay, at this point, she is uh, she is 
taking apart her TV, and it's it, there's a bit of editing here as as uh, she she takes off the back of the TV and then she begins looking at the inside of it. So check it out here. Very cute though, isn't it? Her voice is just adorable. And and by the way, this appears to be from I'd say probably the early nineties. Here we go. This is what it looks like. This looks like a city, like a little model of a city, and all the houses which are here and streets. I remember being very scared to it because an Icelandic poet told me this is millions and millions of little screens. Your head. Yes. Notice that she says uh, being scared to it. She does. <laughs> she she uses the word to in places uh, in place of of, and um, and when she says. Uh, millions and millions of little screens. What what I, I guess she'd been told, and this is my interpretation of this, by an Icelandic poet, is that um, you know the the pixels on the television, uh, your brain has to to put them together in order to create the picture that you see. So she's uh, so that's what she means by that. And again, she'll say to again instead of of, but I'm sure you'll figure that out. Okay, sorry. Let, here's more Bjork. Oh dear. Did I just lose it? Shoot. Okay, here we go. It's very busy all the time to calculate and put it all together into one picture. And then, because you're so busy doing that, you don't watch very carefully what, what the program that you're watching is really about. And I became so scared to television that I always got headaches when I watched it. But then later on, when I got my Danish book on television, I stopped being afraid because I read the scientific truth, which is much better. You shouldn't let poets lie to you. <laughs> I thought that was adorable. Don't let don't let uh, Icelandic poets lie to you. No, she said uh, basically what she said. If you didn't understand, is that uh, she was afraid for years to watch the television because she believed what this uh, this Icelandic poet told her, and that was that uh, that your brain has to put uh, these millions of pixels together in order to formulate the picture, and in so doing, you're being fed crap that uh, that is uh, corrupting corrupting uh, your your sense uh, your senses. Uh, and then, but then she she read the scientifical truth, as she called it. <laughs> I was no longer afraid of the TV. I, I love that clip. I, I must have listened to it four or five times. Uh, just to, you know, and I suppose it works well for the podcast, if only because uh, because it's her voice is 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 so so cute. You know what I mean? So adorable. Very cool. Very cool. Did I tell you I tried Google? I don't know if I'd mentioned that, but uh, yeah, I tried Google for the first time this week. A guy at work gave me some Google, and uh, I loved it. I don't know if you've ever had it. It's a typical uh, a Jewish dessert. And uh, it, I guess it's, it could be made a couple different ways. The way that this fella's, uh, I guess, wife made it uh, was with um, uh, uh, noodles. So it was sort of like noodles, almost like almost like a uh, like a thick uh, macaroni and cheese. Like if you baked macaroni and cheese, almost like that kind of consistency. Uh, if it was baked in a pan and it was, you know... Uh, wasn't gooey like cheesy, but and and then the sweetness was kind of cinnamony. And I imagine there's there's a variety of ways to 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 make it. I'm sure people have their own recipes, but uh, I tried it. Very good, Kugel. And I, I you know I'd heard about Kugel for a long time, and I'd never tried it. And I'd mentioned that to this fella, and he said, "Oh, I'll bring you some Kugel." And I said, "Okay, great." And uh, sure enough, I got to try some Kugel this week. So that was cool. That was an, a a cool experience. I like new experiences. Something else I've been uh, doing lately. Something new. I've been experiencing is is Justin Hod Hawkins 
TV, well, his YouTube channel. I almost said TV show, but Justin Hawkins. I don't know. Do you remember the band The Darkness? They had, I believe in a thing called love. I can't sing the song for the life of me. That voice, his voice is incredible. Um, and uh, he sang that that song that, uh, um, um, you're really growing on me. Remember that one? This is like in the early aughts. If you're if you're a fan of uh, uh, of uh, glam metal, you you probably you probably heard the you probably heard the garden. And uh, anyway, the fella, the lead singer of of I'm sorry, did I say the garden? I meant the darkness. Sorry, the darkness. Uh, and did I say the the garden before? Shoot, yeah, Justin Hawkins, jeez, lead singer of the darkness, and uh, they had an album called. Uh, Shoot, what was the album called? Uh, I think it's called Permission to Land. I know I've got it over here somewhere. Yeah, Permission to Land had a few hits on there. It was odd, if only because in the early aughts, there wasn't a whole lot of that. That kind of glam metal was kind of passe, but uh, they did it exceptionally well. And uh, I don't, and I assume the band is still going. He's He's talking about touring. I don't know if they're making any new music, but he's got this very good show called... Uh, or I say show, it's a YouTube channel, Justin Hawkins Rides Again, wherein basically it looks like he's just sitting in a room in his home, and uh, he's uh, he's got a couple guitars there, sometimes I'll have an acoustic guitar, sometimes I'll have an electric guitar, and he's got a microphone and a laptop, and basically what he'll do is he'll talk about music, and, and it's not long, each episode is probably like 12 to 15 minutes, and he'll he's usually very kind, like if he just he's just talking about one thing. Like I saw him uh, do an episode all about Post Malone, and uh, he was watching Post Malone, and it was like this live performance that Post Malone did, where he Post Malone played the guitar, and uh, he was uh, had Travis Barker from Blink One Eighty Two on drums, and Post Malone was going through a bunch of uh, Nirvana covers, and uh, Posty was wearing a dress, and he was singing and playing, and I remember I'd heard about this performance, and I know a lot of people were impressed by it. Um, I guess it was impressive. I guess it was already. I'm again. I'm not a huge Nirvana guy, so it's hard for me to to judge uh, the material. The, I guess it was alright. It sounded like what Nirvana would do, but but uh, but Justin Hawkins seems to be very complimentary to to whomever he's he's discussing. And the one thing he'll do well, he could does well, is he breaks down uh, how these these songs or these these artists are are. Um, making these songs and what st stands out to him in terms of their vocal ability, in terms of their songwriting technique, in terms of their playing. It's it's very analytical and it's quite good. And he's got a sense of humor and he speaks in very general terms, so it's not difficult to understand for, for non-musician types. And, uh, you know, I, I played, I've played the trombone from fifth grade up to my first year of college. I played the guitar. Uh, I can I can hold a beat down on the drums, but that's about it, you know. Uh, and and I but I don't I don't regularly play music. I love music, as you as you know, if you've listened to the show at all. But it's not something that I actively participate in. I'm looking at an electric guitar and an amp right here. I've got one right here, but it's never it's never it's not something I I, I regularly pick up. I I, I just don't. I, I prefer to read. I prefer to write. I prefer to listen to music, write about music, talk about music. Um, but I've got a lot of respect for, for musicians, obviously. That's, it's a really cool show, by the way. Check it out. Justin Hawkins Rides Again. So far, every episode I've seen, I've really enjoyed. And, and, uh, again, he's very kind. And when, what I, what I, what I mean when, uh, when I say that is, I feel like if I was talking about a lot of these same mu musicians, I'd be judgmental and snarky. 
<laughs> Whereas Justin Hawkins seems to be able to uh, to to look at what they're trying to do and to break it down as nicely as possible and be as complimentary and as encouraging as he can. And and he's a talented dude. If you've heard The Darkness, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Jeez, uh, I didn't mean to talk about The Darkness all that much, but I've got a list of things to talk about here. So let me pull it up and see what else we can talk about. Oh, yeah, this is interesting. Speaking of music, and I thought this would be... This is, this is uh, something I've been contemplating. Um, and I, I consider putting this up as a Twitter poll, but I, I didn't, if only because I said, you know what, this probably might make something better for the podcast, but, but check this out, man. And, and I was thinking about this because, uh, I work with somebody who is a huge, huge fan of the band Queen. And, and when I say huge fan, I mean, their cubicle walls are like covered with, with Queen paraphernalia, um, they, on their badge, like, you know, to get in and out of the building, there's a, they've got a photo of uh, Freddie Mercury, you know, a huge, and a great band, obviously, and, and you can understand, you can understand being, like, a huge fan of that, of that band, and there's, there's so much there, and there's a, such a beautiful discography, amazing songs, amazing story behind the band, um, I, I get it, I understand the fandom, absolutely. Here's something I was contemplating recently, and 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 if if you listen to the show and, and you care to respond at all, tell me what you think. But imagine if if Freddie Mercury had lived, okay? Do you think uh, that he would have embraced plastic surgery? And now again, uh, I say again, Freddie Mercury lived into the '80s. It's entirely possible that he'd had some plastic surgery prior to passing. I don't. I don't know that he did, but I I was wondering. I'm like, wow, if Freddie Mercury we was still alive today, would he be the type of person who um, got a lot gets a lot of work done in order to maintain his appearance? You know, um, and and I I asked this person I work with if only to to see what they thought about this question, and they said, you know, that's a great question. And he was, from what I understand, this person said, uh, very very vain and uh, very concerned with his appearance, so it's entirely possible that he would. Um, so I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that's something that other people think that he might have done. And then I thought about other his contemporaries, you know, other folks that, that are, are about that age now, you know what I mean? I don't, you know, you look at David Bowie, and obviously David Bowie passed in 2016, and to look at him in those photos of him in his later years and those videos, it's hard to tell if he'd had any work done on his face. I, I, I do not know. Um, similarly, I look at Elton John and I feel similarly. I look at Elton John and I say, geez, you know, he looks just like an older British gentleman. Obviously he's, you know, he's wearing different wigs and whatnot, or maybe he's had hair transplants at this point. I don't know. But, but like to look at Elton John's face, at least from, from, you know, my perspective, it doesn't look like he's done much, you know, and maybe I could be completely wrong about that. Maybe he's done a lot. I don't know. Sting. There's another guy, Sting. Uh, I'm sure, you know, a lot of these people have work done and it's possible that, you know, the work is so good that it's very, very, very hard to tell whether or not it's been, you know, they've had any kind of tweaking done. But then you look at somebody like Wayne Newton and holy moly, you know, that's it's a little overboard, right? I think Wayne Wayne Newton would tell you his, his, his work is a little bit overboard. If you look at his face, it's kind of, you know, it's it's uh, it doesn't look like Wayne Newton anymore, you know? Uh, similarly, uh, you know... And I, and I mentioned this fellow, I, I hate to bring him up on so many podcasts, but uh, Axl Rose is another one. You know, you looked at Axl Rose, I think, in the, the mid-aughts, and it was like, whoa, what's going on? You know, you can, you can obviously tell he'd had some, some work done. Uh, but I wonder, you know, if Freddie Mercury 
was the kind of guy who would have uh, gone for something like that. I don't know. Interesting question. Uh, more on musicians. Okay. Again, it's the end of 2022. Okay. Uh, there's literally from, from the day of this recording, which is Christmas day, by the way, uh, I think what, six more days in this year, right? Cause it's 31 days in December. Uh, I've made a prediction at the beginning of this year and I know I mentioned it on this podcast and it was a weird premonition that I had that machine gun Kelly, the, uh, the former rapper, current pop punk <laughs> waif, uh a uh, uh, paramour of uh of what's that uh, that actress's name i can't think of her name doesn't matter uh the the, the paramour of um some beautiful actress <laughs> I, I i had a weird premonition sorry that means i i don't mean to laugh getting into this but honestly i do what i can't remember i'll laugh um I had a weird premonition that uh, Machine Gun Kelly would die before the end of 2022. Yeah, look at it. It's dark. I know, but it, it just came to me. It was like a flash. And again, I'm not the kind... I, I say again. I know I'd mentioned this initially when I talked about this at the beginning of the year. I'm not the kind of person who has these premonitions and, and sees them them happen. You know, I think the closest I ever got to a premonition I was like... When when uh, when a couple of, of the folks from the Seattle scene, the grunge scene, passed, I said to my friend, "I bet Lane Staley is the next one to go." Lane Staley being the the lead singer of Alice in Chains, and I I didn't remember saying this, and sure enough, it was announced like two months later that Lane Staley had passed, and uh, he said, "You called it," and I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. I was like, all right, I guess I'll, I'll take credit for that. But uh, I'm not happy to do so. Obviously, you hate to see anybody uh, pass so early, for sure. And speaking of, of people passing, I, I should mention this. Terry Hall from the specials. We lost him uh, last week. I, I'm not a huge ska fan. I did have the first specials album on cassette, and I loved it. I listened to the crap out of that thing. I had it when I had my first car, and I would drive around listening to it. And at the time... I was into ska, but I didn't understand that, like, what, you know, the origins of ska. I thought, like, ska was, like, Operation Ivy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and you listen to Operation Ivy, and that's, like, it's like punk ska, you know? It's, like, really fast, and, you know, it's great, it's excellent, but then I thought, like, oh, I must like ska music. Well, wh where do I go for the roots of ska? Well, well, this isn't maybe not the, the originators, but this is the, uh, let's check out this band, The Specials, you know? And uh, they had the whole two tone thing, and this, uh, and uh, they were. It was produced by Elvis Costello, and uh, I thought, like, I give it a shot. And like, honestly, I, I think I, I, I bought it like sight unseen, you know, banned unheard. I just thought, like, oh, I like, I, I must be into ska. Let me check this out. And at first, I just did not get it. I'm like, this is so slow. <laughs> and again, it's because I was a teenager and I'd been listening to Operation Ivy, you know. And I heard, I heard the special. I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I get into this. But guess what? I absolutely did. I came. I think I came to love that specials and listen to it more than I did the Operation Ivy. It just like surpassed it. It's just that first that first specials album is wonderful. If you get a chance to to, to check it out, so we we did lose uh, Terry Hall, the lead singer of the specials. Um, uh, rest in peace, Terry Hall. A sad loss for obviously anybody who enjoyed what Terry Hall did uh, musically and otherwise. He seemed to have a good personality. I've seen a lot of clips of him being interviewed and he was very very funny um shoot we lost martin duffy too from the band felt and primal scream and charlatans or as they're known here charlatans uk 
uh, I was I'm a Felt fan for sure. I had um, a couple of their albums. Always thought that band was interesting. Always thought like the stories about that band were super interesting. Um, and I guess this this Martin Duffy joined Felt when he was like a, like a sixteen or fifteen years old. Maybe it wasn't Felt that he joined. Maybe it was a different band. But I know that he started in music at a very young age and then played in in and uh on those played keyboard on those felt albums and then uh primal scream i think i think he played keys on scream adelica that primal scream album that uh, is probably the best known one of theirs that everybody seems to to adore uh shoot yeah so so a couple losses there um rest in peace fellas my goodness yeah um my goodness what else can i tell you about we talked about Justin Hawkins. We talked about MGK. We played a clip of Bjork taking apart her TV. I talked about Kugel. Oh, yeah, this is something somebody mentioned. <laughs> Just a self-reference. I suppose this is something I do toward the end of uh, my segment now every week. But I do a little self-referential. This th- this fellow who was kind of new to the show asked me, he said, Are there really over 200 episodes of your podcast? <laughs> I didn't know. Like I thought, like... Why would I lie about that? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> is it what? And I kind of thought, like, is he saying that, like, uh, there are over two hundred episodes of this this thing that you've been doing every week, and I've never heard of it before, and therefore, like, is is that really true? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. I said, yeah, there really are over 200 episodes of this thing. So, <sighs> boy, oh, boy. So, again, I, I laugh it off, but I don't know. It's like, part of me thinks to myself, if somebody asks that question, like, is this re- like, are real or are you just, like, fluffing up these numbers so as to seem like you're established? Or is it, like, uh, or is it to say, like, I can't believe that you, that you, anybody would do over 200 episodes of every, of anything and have it, and, and keep going if it wasn't a huge, huge success. Well, I guess, you know, success is, um, success is not black and white, you know, you know, a lot of, a lot of what's determined, like what, 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 what one person determines as, as being quote unquote successful may not be the same, uh, same definition that, uh, that another person has for sure. You know, success may just be happy in what you're doing and loving it. And this is, uh, for sure, something I love doing. You know what my dog loves doing is eating ornaments off the tree. <laughs> you know, I, I talked about it when I first put the tree up a few episodes ago. I said, uh, I said, oh, and the dog is wonderful about the tree. No, the dog is not wonderful about the tree. I, initially, she was kind of like, okay, there's a tree in the living room. Because what we'd done in the past is we'd kept the tree in the basement, you know, because we thought, to, and the dog doesn't go down in the basement, and we thought, like, this is good, because the dog won't be apt to uh, to destroy any of these these lovely ornaments that we've collected over the years. Uh, and we put the tree up, in, in, but we put the tree up in the living room this this year, thinking, like, okay, we'll, we'll see how she does. Initially, she was okay, but no, within that week that we put it up there, by the end of the week, she was... You know, if we weren't around, she was finding ornaments to pull off the tree and then chewing them to hell. You know what I mean? And I'd find broken pieces of ornaments all over the floor. And uh, and my wife was not happy uh, at all. And to the point where she said, look, if the, as long as the tree's up, if nobody's in the living room, the dog needs to go in her crate because she can't be trusted. And she's right. I, and I feel bad if only because I'd, I'd really hope that she would, um, that our dog Lola, would be uh, 
would be better behaved. But uh, no, she can't resist. <laughs> she can't resist herself. She's got all these interesting things to chew on, you know. Oh, oh boy. What else can I talk about here? Oh, uh, I dropped a bunch of guacamole on the ground. Is that, <laughs> is that at all interesting? <laughs> I wrote that down. Oh, yeah, you should talk about the guacamole you dropped. <laughs> all right, maybe I'm out of material. Maybe it's time to hand things off right now. To our friend, I think that's probably a good sign. We were talking about dropping guacamole. It's probably a good time to hand things off to, uh, to our friend, Rachel from Des Moines with the chart chat. So, without further ado, take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's chart chat for another week. I hope everyone is having a terrific holiday season, and I want to send you all my best wishes for 2023. Thanks to everyone who listened last week, and based on the feedback I received, we can conclude that everyone loves In a Big Country because it rules. For our 70s chart this week, we're in December 17th of 1977. Starting off at number 97, we have Closer to the Heart from Rush. This would make it to number 76 here in the U.S., but it was a number 44 hit in Canada, and it cracked the top 40 in the U.K., making it to number 36. This was from their fifth studio album, A Farewell to Kings, which is one of, if not my favorite Rush album. And I really like the instrumentation on this uh, piece and on all the songs on Farewell to Kings. I've got Neil with the bells and the chimes, which, uh, of course, I played as a mallet percussion player in high school and college. Just the bells and xylophone these days, but I uh, still love hearing the sound of those instruments on these songs. Overall, I would say A Farewell to Kings is a good one if you're trying to get into Rush. At number 76, we have a song called Was Dog a Donut by Cat Stevens, and this would make it to number 70. This is off of his 10th album, Is It So?, the song is really unlike what I think of as Cat Stevens material, um, and it's considered one of the first electro or techno pop songs recorded. And when I was listening to it, it actually reminded me a lot of that Yellow Magic Orchestra song that we had on the charts a ways back. And there's a great quote on the Wikipedia page for the album about this song, and Cat Stevens says, or I guess Yusuf says, in the 70s, there was an article that made me furious, but also made me laugh, called Was God an Astronaut? The whole premise of putting God into a space rocket was so outrageous, I just decided to have a go and wrote that song. So yeah, just make sure you check out the full song for that one. Very interesting. I think the album as a whole, that whole album, he was putting some of like electronic type of sounds on there. At number 70 is Foreigner with Long, Long Way From Home. This will make it to number 20. This was the third single from their debut album. And I read on Wikipedia that Lou Graham wrote the lyrics about moving from his hometown of Rochester, New York, to New York City. And I think this is considered a pretty underrated foreigner song, uh, not just by me, uh, but it has a great uh, sax solo on it. And it's perfect for today because the line is, it was a Monday, a day like any other day. So if you're listening to this on the day that People Are the Enemy comes out, happy Monday. At number 36... We have a group called Santa Esmeralda with their song, Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. This make it to number 15. And they were a French-American disco group. And they also covered another animal song, House of the Rising Sun. And this song really has everything I look for in a cover, which is that it's faster and with horns. And uh, I read that it was featured on the Kill Bill soundtrack. So if you saw those movies 
I'm not sure if it was volume one or two, but the song was in there. At number 32, we have Electric Light Orchestra with Turn to Stone. And this made it to number 13. This was the first single off of their double album, Out of the Blue. I would say this was a moderate hit uh, and around the world. Cracked the top 10 in Canada and Sweden. So this one and that four, like, I feel like a lot of stuff this week that's, you know, bands you know, but maybe just lesser known songs or things that aren't their hugest of hits, but that are still very enjoyable. At number 26, we have Earth, Wind & Fire with Serpentine Fire. This is the first single off of their eighth album. It was a number 13 hit on the pop charts, but it was a number one on the R&B side. And Billboard actually named it the top R&B single of the year for 1978. Just not much to say about it. Just another great song, Earth, Wind & Fire. Get you moving, get you grooving. And finally from the 70s this week at number six, is Every Time I Turn Around, Back in Love Again by LTD. This will make it to number four, and that was the biggest hit for the, that group. And their initials stood for Love, Togetherness, and Devotion. They were originally called Love Men Limited, and they formed in Greensboro, North Carolina, and they moved to New York City. And then I read that uh, Jeffrey Osborne, they recruited him after a gig in Providence, Rhode Island. And he was their lead singer before going on to have a solo career. And I first became aware of this song in a commercial for the NBA. It must have been after a lockout or a strike or something, but it was kind of like, you love the NBA, keep watching the NBA on TV, we're back in love. Moving on to the 80s, we're in uh, December 21st of 1985, and starting off at number 88 is a group called Fortune with their song Stacy. This will make it to number 80. And the band was formed in the late 70s by members of the Fortune family. At that time, they had a female lead singer, but then by 85, she had left the band and they had a new singer called Larry Green. And the thing of it is, this they sound so much like Journey, not just like the type of the style of music that AOR, but also just his vocals really resemble Steve Perry. So it's almost like maybe they couldn't make it because there already was a Journey. I'm not sure, but you'd think 85 would be a prime time to have that sound. I really like this one. I uh, kind of want to dig into these guys some more, learn about more of their stuff with their earlier singer. And I did read that they are still together in a reformed manner, still with members of the Fortune family. At number 62 is Silent Running on Dangerous Ground by Mike and the Mechanics. This make it to number six. This was the first Mike and the Mechanics single, which was a solo project from Mike Rutherford, who's the bassist of Genesis. Unlike many solo projects, he didn't sing lead vocals um, in the group. They had Paul Carrick that sang on this one, and you've heard that name before. He sang with some different groups, and he had a couple solo hits. Um, but then they also traded off lead vocal duties with Paul Young with their different songs. This one, I do think it's a little bit too long. There's a good single edit that's out there on YouTube, unfortunately not on Spotify. But this is kind of a cool song, very atmospheric, and uh, the title was inspired by the movie Silent Running. Mike Rutherford is quoted as saying the song was kind of spacey. And then it was used in a movie that's called On Dangerous Ground Everywhere But the United States. And it's called something else. It escapes me at the moment. But that's where the title comes from. At number 51, we have Rush with The Big Money. I make it to number 45. So for Boxing Day of December 26th, we're giving you a double dose of Rush. So obviously a very different sound from what we were hearing you know, in 77 with Closer to the Heart. This is the first single off of their 11th album, Power Windows. So they were firmly in their synthesizer era. A lot of sampling on this track. 
Um, the music video for this one is like they're on a big Monopoly board. It's kind of goofy, but it's fun to check out. And there's a funny little moment where Yeti sings, Big money, make no sound. And there's like this little tiger growl. Uh, so that always kind of makes me chuckle once I realize the contradiction of that. Continuing on from 85 at number 37, we've got one for the Jessica St. Clair fans. Sisters are doing it for themselves by the Eurythmics and Aretha Franklin. This will make it to number 18. This was written by Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart of the Eurythmics. And I learned that it was originally they intended to record it with Tina Turner, who was unavailable. So they flew to Detroit and recorded with Aretha. And I think it turned out amazing. I mean, it would have been great either way, but I'm glad they got to work with Aretha. And the backing band was uh, three fellows from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, along with bassist Nathan East. Looks like there's some great cover versions that are out there that I want to check out. Or I should say, at least intriguing, let me say. At number 25 is Wham! with I'm Your Man. I'll make it to number three. And I read that George Michael wrote this on a flight during the Wham! America tour. Came to him in about five minutes. This is from uh, the album Music from the Edge of Heaven. It was released under that title in North America and Japan. And it was called The Final in Other Territories. Just a really fun one from Wham! Maybe not as well known as some of the other huge hits, but also great. At number 16 is Talk To Me by Stevie Nicks. This will make it to number four. This was the first single off of her third studio album, Rock A Little. I read this was written by Chaz Stanford. There was a movie, indie movie, like probably about 20 years ago now, called Gypsy 83, which starred Sarah Rue, and she was a Stevie Nicks super fan who was trying to make it to New York City for the Night of a Thousand Stevies. And there's a cover of this song by the goth band Diva Destruction on the soundtrack for that movie. I have no idea if it holds up. I liked it at the time because I like Sarah Rue and I love Stevie Nicks. Finally, from the 80s this week at number four is Alive and Kicking by Simple Minds. That got up to number three. And that was a follow-up to Don't You Forget About Me. It was a lead single off of their seventh album. And Simple Minds was a Scottish group. They have three other top 40 singles in the U.S. and one more Hot 100 appearance. But in the UK, they are vastly more successful. They have tons of singles that charted. Very successful there. Also in Australia and New Zealand. It was one of those that, from what I've read, Don't You Forget About Me was supposedly some big, uh, you know, swerve from their typical sound. But I think if you like that one, you'd like Alive and Kicking as well. And I just want to say, doing this segment has really been a highlight of 2022 for me. And since this is the last chart chat we'll have in this year, I just wanted to thank the listeners and to thank Andy especially for the opportunity. Uh, so I'll say it back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. The addition of the chart chat to uh, this show has been so, so great. And uh, you obviously work very hard on it, and uh, it's much appreciated. Always, always awesome. So, so cool. What a great, what a great couple of lists there. That 77 chart, you know, well, first of all, Rush being on both charts, my goodness, 77 and 85. Uh, <laughs> this is a weird Rush fact. I saw the other day, uh, Alec Lifeson, I believe is the name of the guitarist in that band. Uh, I saw him in interview talking about how on tour he does uh, this character for his bandmates called The Bag. Did you know about this? I guess what he'll do is he'll take like these uh, laundry bags from the, the hotels that they stay at and he'll put a, a face on the laundry, like an elaborate like face drawn on the bag and uh, and then put two holes for his hands that are lower on the bag and uh, and 
and walk around and do a character called The Bag. And I don't know what the significance of it is. I think it's just to be goofy. But uh, I thought that was kind of fun. Uh, that Cat Stevens song uh, was Dog a Donut. I, I, I've never heard that song. Oh my God, I've got to check it out. I, I, I got really into Cat Stevens. I guess I can't say I got really into Cat Stevens, at least uh, enough to uh, realize that he did synth pop. But uh, in 1977, no less. But, uh, you know, I, I loved the movie Harold and Maude. And Cat Stevens, if you know that movie, is on is basically does the entire soundtrack. And I had that, uh, I think it's called Footsteps in the Dark, uh, was the name of the album that that had the bulk of the songs from uh, Harold and Maude on it. And it was so, so great. Uh, again, oh, I say Cat Stevens, Yusuf Islam, pardon, pardon me. But uh, I got to go back and check out was dog a donut that is so cool uh again thank you so so much rachel for uh for doing the chart chat for the bulk of 2022 it's been such a great great addition i hope you decide to continue and uh and uh i hope you folks all listening have a uh welcome in the new year uh with uh with uh happiness and love Right. This has been episode 260 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love, speaking of love, by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.